Welcome everyone to Looking for More, your dedicated podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, C. Morgan. I would like to welcome back my friends or my party members. This is going to be a good time. Total Freak, welcome back, buddy. Thank you, thank you. Lexer, welcome back. Always always nice to see you here. That's what she said. Yeah. Is it? The... I hope so. I, was, I didn't stick around. Oh, oh. <laughs> We have to. I have to make sure I get this right. It's been about a whole week now without his presence. But the Nathan Napalm, welcome back, buddy. Hello, glad to be here. And the the Lone Wolf himself. I don't know if that's accurate, but I'm going off of the icon or logo. Wondering Mist, welcome back, buddy. Sure. The, apart from the fact that I'm here far more often than a Lone Wolf really should be, <laughs> but yes, we will go with that. Fine. He's the only voice of sanity in this entire group. Yeah, I told well, you, I told you, I told you, I I, I don't feel, you know, amiss in like saying he was the problem child to begin with. That was an off stream. <laughs> that was an off, off stream. Thing. Wait, <laughs> wow. Watch right, and learn. <laughs> hey, we've got a whole bunch. You, you are loved, man. You're all loved. In fact, Lexer would actually be proud, right, miss? Because during the Ashes Pathfinder show, the other podcast I host oh, yes. on Sunday, you want to tell him what happened? I don't think he saw it, but I felt like Miss could outline it better than I could. There's a clip somewhere. <laughs> oh, you... Sim definitely unleashed his dark side and took the metaphorical hammer to uh, some particular game um, uh, regarding grind. That was too much grind. Uh, definitely, you you would have been very proud. Like Maple Sorry. Story. <laughs> Maple Story. <laughs> hey, Maple Story was a real grind. You know, it's really funny. As I was sitting here listening to this, I was looking at Freak, and I was like, "Why does he look like he's up to something?" <laughs> and he says that. But hey, man, it's been a hell of a week. You guys, like, oh my god, I, it's just I don't know. It 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 seems like it's been. A little crazy this past week. I mean, I'm not going to name too many names. We're going to talk about a few things. Then we're going to get into some discussion points around some of the games we love. Ashes of Creation had a live stream. Uh, Valar did a uh, weekend play test. Um, I heard Defend the Night got back somebody that I'm happy to see at the helm of something. It was an announcement in their Discord. I don't know who that was. Was that guy? Probably just some dead weight. Wait, was it? Oh, is that guy? Glad to see that. Might have to check out their Discord if you want to know. Unless he wants to announce it. No? Hmm. You, you can talk- announce if you want. It's not exactly a secret. Yeah, it's not a secret. But yeah, you're back on the team for Defend the Night. I'm actually pretty excited about that. I am. I, I returned to the team after dealing with some personal stuff. And I'm back as a designer. Hell yeah. It's good news around these parts. But uh, so... Not too long ago, I think it was last time when we got started. I think Freak, you were like sitting there watching. Was it Method during the World of Warcraft? There was like some kind of a a gameplay competition going on. Was that Method? Well, which is now no more, by the way. Method disbanded. Yep, that's yeah. where I was going with that. Isn't that crazy? What? Arr. What? That is a massive uh, group in, in terms of like the gaming world. Like they've been around in World of Warcraft, I think, since TBC. So we're talking. 10 years. I raided with them wow. in Did you? Yeah, in Rat and Wrath it was. I wasn't like a dedicated hardcore member of them, but I I raided with them a few times. But the Dang. them disbanding was just like a yeah. ticking bomb with everything that was happening and 
Yeah. I'm surprised it took this long for it to happen, given the accusations and mm-hmm. everything that, that happened with them at the Josh and mm-hmm. with um, Sco uh, and how they handled it as a company. I'm surprised it took them this long to disband. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big hit. I mean, the streamers so far, after, after looking, they've been doing pretty well. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was definitely a... Uh, <laughs> that was oh, yeah, I'm sure the individual members will um be able to find other places to go yeah I, I i've looked at some sort of the more independent people for example people like preach who uh did live streams with them mm-hmm. he did the world first race with them and he has just wiped his hands clean of them he said we are not mm-hmm. doing anything with method ever again that's it we're done yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. a lot of people followed suit he was their main caster yeah, he was. He cast yeah. everything for them. Um, <clears throat> that was a hit. I mean, he was super, like, one of his uh, VODs he came out with, he was talking about how he was at a event with Method Josh present, and, like, he had his kids with him. And with all the charges on Method Josh right now, he was just disgusted. And he, I think he was one of the first ones to cut loose. And then it was their raid leader after that. And like after their raid leader left, I'm just, I was just waiting for the post to roll in. Being yeah. like, if that raid leader leaves, all downhill from there because they ain't going to be going nowhere. I feel like for anyone who's not familiar with Method or the raid scene, I think we should probably just expand if you'll allow me. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Really great point. To so, do that. Uh, as we said, Method, they've been, they are the best wow wait. Uh, raiding guilds in the world hands down they've got yeah. more uh world first titles than any other guild and they've been around for ages mm-hmm. um but then uh there've been over the years there have been accusations about one of their members a priest called josh who uh has had accusations put against him of sexual assault predatory behavior the list goes on and on so typical and priest behavior Oh, I was gonna say yeah, in-game freeze bag. Flying. Yes. So, and then it he's finally just playing the role. Fuck. Yeah. Well, it made that method kicked him out. Uh, finally, this last week, method kicked him out. But then, of course, there was a huge backlash, even with that, because people thought that that had ha- that should have happened like years ago. I mean, the accusations against Josh have been going back years. So. And there's this whole attitude of, well, Method were clearly harboring him and they knew exactly what was happening, but kept him on anyway, and they should have done something sooner. And because of that, everything is just falling apart. So it's not just about one guy who's had accusations against him and then being kicked out. It's this whole shebang that goes along with it. Um, And then, yeah, like like you say, um, the entire guild has been disbanded the organization i think has just fallen apart and yeah. that's it game over yeah, yeah. and we'll all be better for it. you reckon yeah it's it's, 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 it's like method it's just like uh what's that one from eve uh goon squad um or they, all, they all think they're big shit but the minute they're oh, gone man. nobody cares <laughs> makes you wonder How's it going to change I mean, the culture I'm of the game? They didn't like get together and create something else. They, that's, yeah, that shocked I'm sure me. It will happen. I don't know if they're in the talks of it or not, but I, I kind of expect another group like that to, um, 
them together because mm-hmm. a majority of their like we're talking about two members out of their entire community. Yeah. And the 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 shit that happened was everything in the higher levels of method. It wasn't it wasn't like like ninety nine percent of their players were right. normal gamers. Mm-hmm. And then you had the other, you know, that one person, one of their players that did what he did and then it was just like their CEO and uh, some of their PR staff and that try to cover up every every everything, but I'm I'm hoping that something else like that comes together because they were streamlining yeah competitive PVE, yes, which is just like awesome, especially for somebody like me. And I'm I'm not a big PVPer in WoW anymore. I love watching the speed runs and the speed runs and the the world first chases. Like once the um. Once this new expansion drops, I'm kind of curious what's going to happen because mm-hmm. they were talking about um, the new raid coming out and how they're going to run the world first event or right. who's going to win it. And now I'm kind of curious to see where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've kind of wondered about that too. You know, it's like there's other big guilds too. So it's like maybe another one just steps up and takes their place now. You yeah. know, there were a lot of big guilds. Like I remember Blood yeah. Legion being like massive for years. And then, I mean, they, I don't know exactly what happened with them, but they were on the server I was on, which was Ilden. And uh, basically, like, they, some for some reason, I remember uh, one of the end of the, I think it was around Legion. It was either early part of Legion, maybe, or something, or end of Legion. I can't remember. But they ended up just reforming. It's another guild. And, yeah. you know. I, I remember that. Because yeah. I was playing on Ilden during that time as well. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, they just kind of reformed. But, you know, you think about big guilds, they tend to, like, the core of the people who are doing this like for a living, a lot of them, you know, are yeah. you know, kind of like they shift over and they're like, all right, let's keep going. But there's a lot of other big guilds too, that could step up and take that, take that space if they don't decide yeah, to it really is. And I really hope to see it because I would like, it's like one of my main, I love it. I, I'll, I'll even hop into method. Well, when they were still streaming, but their, their Twitch channel just to watch their reruns because they were like super interesting. But, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, I mean, there's definitely going to be a power vacuum even in the PVE competitive world. I don't. I, it's obviously going to hit that specific uh, category of players, but I don't think it's really going to hurt the competitiveness because now, if anything, you're going to have a little more even ground because the talent that was in there that was really running, you know, or pushing them forward, are basically free agents to go to other guilds. Yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna level. It's gonna level out. It, it's gonna or some new new guild's gonna pop up. It's gonna be competitive all over again. Because from yeah. I mean, I've been out of the loop for a while, for a long time. But from what I understand, method was more or less untouchable. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, pretty much. Same much. And that's the problem when you when you have a force in a competitive in- industry or even just a sport that's untouchable. It kind of becomes no fun to watch. You know, it's like, oh, who's going to win? Gee, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully this I mean, will actually be beneficial. were competing with them, and it was some yeah. of the races were very close, particularly the latest ones. I don't think the world first race will change that much. As you say, another guild will step up. Yeah. What will change, though, is the broadcasting of those right. races, because yeah. that was Methods Domain. That is what they did. They broadcast world first races. They even broadcast the when classic 
WoW came out, they broadcast, they went to Las Vegas and they broadcast the race to level 60 in Classic. Yeah, and had that all that thing. So mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see if somebody else can step up and fill that broadcasting role for the world first race. Well, I'll keep the snowball rolling. Mm-hmm. Maybe Preach will do that on his own. But I hope so. I, I hope so. But I I don't think he can do it alone. He's going to need some other people with him. What's that guy's name, the other one, the Mitch Campbell. Mm. Like if Preach and Mitch got together, Mitch Campbell, he's always on. Um, He's always streaming, uh, not, not streaming, but um, he does the Twitch Rivals. He's on there with Twitch Rivals sometimes mm. when they do oh, right. like uh, PvP competitions and stuff for World of Warcraft. I want to say his name is Mitch Campbell, but like if him and Preach got together and did that, that'd be awesome because they're great casters. Like they're they do a really good job. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I remember. You're not thinking Cdu, are you? I don't know if that's his actual name, but not Cdu. He was Method, C- though. Yeah, Cdu was Method. I loved watching him. Method member, I want to say. Yeah, I loved watching the arenas mm. during the WoW arena competitions. That was like one of my favorite things to watch in World of Warcraft. Was that? And I remember yep. watching him. I was actually at BlizzCon when he got the uh, when he they finally won, and he had been grinding for that like that. Oh yeah, that win for like years, and finally won. I was like, dude, that was cool. Because I just remember watching that. I learned a lot about arenas watching mm-hmm. the, that team. So for me, it was like that. I learned a lot watching them play. Uh, sometimes yeah. what not to do. Sometimes what you, what you got to do. But it was, he it was super chill. So yeah, he was yeah. super chill. I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I loved how he could flip too. You know, he always flipped roles. Like he played a druid. I think a holy pally. Um, I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. I think one more too, but over time, but he leans more towards a warlock right now. I want to say really, I think, you know, wow. I'm gonna say I've seen him on a warlock these past two expansions, primarily when I went Damn. to stream. But um, pretty cool, yeah. He was super verse versatile in yeah in the arena. So there's stuff on Twitch too. One of the biggest streamers got banned, which I was like, what is going on? It was like that that happened, and I went back and watched a clip on that, and he was like. Uh, the Champions Club guy, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was nuts. I was I wa- went back and watched the footage for it, and I was like, that looked alarming. Whatever's yeah. going on there looked legitimately oh, al- alarming. Did he get banned midstream? I, I don't know that it, it was... No, people he believe got, so. He got oh, notified, okay. and I watched the last several minutes of it because there was like a clip somewhere, and I was just sitting there watching that, and I was like, he looks tr- genuinely troubled. Yeah, something happened. He got a he got some kind of message or yeah. something, and and uh, oh. you can tell he's just like uh, says something like the world's it's a crazy or mm-hmm. uh, you know you can tell he was just like he got some news. You yeah, know, he was like so. So with that band though, is it true the reason behind it? Because I heard about mm-hmm. the possible startup of another platform for streaming. There's so many Start- theories. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation. Okay. Speaking well, of the Prime Project mm-hmm. Prime, which is the new streaming platform that they a bunch of the guys are putting together. I don't know if that's got anything to do Who with knows? uh the guy getting banned on Twitch. And that's a permaban as well. We're talking like never ever again. Yeah. And you've got to do something pretty horrific to get permabanned on Twitch. Well, to be honest, wearing that wig and those glasses and the and the contract on Twitch. Scary. Mm. Yeah. 
So there's that. Then within the Elder Scrolls community, I'm not going to name names, but I'm just going to say it was good on the Elder Scrolls online team because essentially there's a news article about it. You can go check it out. I don't have it on hand. I can get it later, link it Discord. But someone within the Elder Scrolls stream team was at least partly responsible for doxing and releasing personal information of other other streamers. And I think one might have included like a minor. Uh, so there's the, that, right? Um, then I saw that uh, Discord is rebranding to make it more of a, it's not a gaming specific thing anymore, even though they, not too long ago, they shifted. And I use Discord, that's what we're on right now, actually. Um, but Discord has been slowly undergoing changes over time and they added a store and then they got all these additional features and now they're like rebranding to make it more like a, a platform for everybody, which I don't think is really a bad thing, but that's a big change. Felt like it was noting if you use discord, like a lot of us do. Um, all right. Now that we got through all of those things that I had on the agenda, I kind of want to dig into something like. All right, I'm gonna channel the race. I'm good. I'm I'm not. Bring your own pork moment. The red lights are showing. The red light. Are those demon eyes? No. So. Well, yes. Thank you. They're new, dude. We've got some specific stuff for some of the games that we follow. I definitely want to hit on, but dude, Chronicles of Illyria, man. What a fuck joke. I mean, dude, I don't know, man. I might be dropping in more more f bombs than, than everybody else in this one. But are you fucking kidding me, dude? Are you that, kidding me? That, that entire project and everybody attached to it is nothing but a fucking joke. Again, period. Yeah. So let let let's just put it like this: oh. they have they have a class action lawsuit brewing, um, and he just is trying to weasel out of it. So he's like, no, no, no. I'm I'm still working on the game. Uh, and now, and and what made it even more sickening to me is if you read his post, he says something to the effect of, uh, "We're still developing the game, and we're going to do our best to deliver what we promise." Then, just a few sentences down, he says, "Maybe we could release something like the Kingdoms of Illyria, like a you know, like a little standalone." What? That's not delivering your promise, dude. You're not. And plus, we the the only thing that the any of the testers have gotten to see from the game was some crappy hastily put together in an evening parkour piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unbelievable, dude. Nothing, That's gotta be Yeah. It doesn't even represent the initial presentation at all. Like in their Kickstarter, right? Like if you remember the video and everything that's put together for that. Yeah. yeah. That 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 whole like product. Cool. Like what what is this? And there's people that have spent a ton of money, man. Like I backed Ash as a creation significantly, okay? If this had happened with Ashes, I would, uh, yeah, I'd be losing it. I'd be losing my shit, man. I'm not going to lie. I'd be losing it. And it's just the thing about this is that I, I can't stand is it is so, to me, opinion. But my intuition, everything in my gut tells me this is someone pr- like preying on people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I see in chat there's some people interested in backing this wonderful game. Just go to www.chroniclesofillyria, throw uh, your money straight into toiletandflushit.com. <laughs> Dude, it's just... Yeah, I, I, I just can't believe this guy, man. Yeah, hey, all the no, money. No. 
here's the thing, like, you know, there's a lot of rioting and shit going on still. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into all that crap, but here's the yeah. thing. You've got people like this son of a bitch who is literally preying on everybody, everybody, regardless of age, sex, race, religion, it doesn't matter. He will bend you over and fuck you dry. Metaphorically speaking, in a game. In, in my no, friends, he's not doing this friends. in a game. Yeah, no, this he's is doing my thing. <laughs> and and here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the MMO communities. And I'm I'm guilty of this too. If we want to stop being treated like idiots, then we should probably stop acting like. Stop throwing our money at people when they clearly have nothing. Hoping that we get something. Make them prove to us that they're here and that they're actually doing it and that they're not trying to steal our hard earned money just mm. because they're too lazy to get a fucking job. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's that human nature of like hope. Like, you know, you're just mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, uh, I have a lot of hope for this particular subject or whatever. Um, and I think it just kind of drives people uh, to that. Something interesting actually is I, I think of this all the time. So when my MMO comes out, right, I've spent yeah. so many years looking for a new MMO. When it's out and I can play it, am I still going to be going, like, going all over forums looking for the next one? You know what I mean? Like, or am mm -hmm. I finally going to be satisfied because I got what I wanted? Or now is it too late? I've spent too much of my life looking for the next one. Uh, so, mm. you know. It's kind of right. like that, you know. See, yeah. I, and I don't blame the people who spent money on Chronicles of Liberty because I've done the same. And it's, you know, a part of you does, does it for the hope of rekindling some kind of uh, experience or trying to relive mm -hmm. your past or just trying to find a, a, an MMO like your first one where you actually felt like you were home. You know, the kind of game that you play, you go to work, and you talk to your friends at work about the game. Right. Right. And you people have a story are always to chasing tell them. them. Right. Yeah. But there's also another part of us that we see someone and they put on a sob story and like, oh, well, I, sh I really want to help this person. But they have to be willing to show that they've actually done work, not do these little tiny clips of absolutely dick all. Yeah, dick all. Dick I mean, all. or these screenshots that are probably taken from another game. Right. You know, you got they gotta give you something. Yeah. And it, we're, we're before we're willing to hand over our money. Yeah, it's getting to the point now where people just write the word idea on a napkin and then put it up and say, Give me money, you know. Um Right. Or, and, and it's just that this time the son of a bitch went too long yeah. and didn't didn't fail <clears throat> in a smart way because frankly he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's not very and, smart and, about the and manipulation. And if you ever watch this, I forget the hell his, his name is because he's not important enough to me. Uh, if, you, if you ever see this, you can you can come to my door and you can you can poke me in the chest for calling you a piece of shit. Because you know what? I'll take every one of your teeth and make a nice little necklace out of it too. Oh god, dude! In Minecraft, because that's what I do to pieces of shit. It's gonna craft that in Minecraft. I will. I will. He's going yeah. to craft his necklace. A plus, a plus five necklace of bullshitting. Hey, you know what, though? That actually is a, is a good point. I think it's like almost setting a precedent for a lot of games, especially games that go to Kickstarter, right? Because I, I feel like I have like a lot of respect whenever a game developer has a product now 
prior to asking for money, which is something that, you know, when I look at defend the night, I find uh, just it's respectful, man. You're saying at, at the core of like everything going on as you're developing the game, right? At the very core, you're going, we don't even want to go there until we have something that's a viable product to showcase first. Right. And there, and, and yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you've actually put some work in this thing. Show us that you actually care. Mm -hmm. And there's the information (sighs) in chat for you. Scrolls MMO. So, you know, there's also, I guess, bless, right? So cautionary tale Chronicles of Illyria. If, if you want my recommendation, don't do it, man, go the other direction, do your research Make good choices. <laughs> now let's, yeah, don't even don't even go to the thing. website. No, nah, don't. We need traffic. Don't, don't, don't do it, man. It's never a bad oh, thing. Oh, I'm looking at. Sorry, go ahead. It's never a bad thing to sit on the fence if you're if you're yeah if you're even slightly suspicious about a project. I know people who are still so on the fence with Pantheon with Pantheon yeah. Rise of the Fallen. Oh, sure. And we have shown yeah. we have been shown firsthand that it's being being worked on very very mm-hmm. like quickly. We have heard testimony from testers in there that things are changing rapidly. So in my mind, it's a for sure thing. That's why I'm a VIP. Uh, I got to say, since mm. you're on the team for Defend the Night, Lexer, and I see Scribbles in the chat, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, Defend the Night, I need to, you guys got to get me in there. I... <laughs> <laughs> we, we Nathan. Working, Nathan, no pressure. On... Just, no pressure. I just, I don't know, man. Is it, uh, <laughs> Um, just, just to kind of go off on, on a side tangent here. Um, I will tell you that something is in the works for our fans. And also if the Nathan Napalm gets to go, you got to take the head pal and just say, no offense, Nathan, by the way. Yeah, I'll take it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'll play wow. something else. I'll play anything. I'll play Necro. Look at this. Look at this. He's like, I can't believe you, you that. Just, oh. well, dude. You know, I'm going to say, we're going to have to downgrade the server. We got two yeah, I got to hear what this is going to say. Hold on. <laughs> Oh my god. I want to hear him go off about entitlement or something going home. This whole well, it kind of is. Go, but, go on ahead, go on ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh entitlement towards the developer more than the customer. Yeah. This this whole situation with Chronicles Lyrius just screams of the problems that I have with oh, the game shit. industry in general, which is we want you to pay and we expect you to pay before the project is finished. Right. Like, yeah, I agree. Early access paid alpha and beta testing it all happens and, and it's become so prolific that it's expected and like all of these uh exclusive like can uh packs that you can buy that you can only buy before the game launches and i i just look at all that stuff and i think why why do we do it? Yeah. Like seriously, why do people keep buying into this stuff? Because we act like time idiots. and time again. Every it. single time it happens, we get yeah. burned. Yeah. There have been so many games that have been released that have been piles of broken fucking shit. I can tell and you we why. Still don't learn. I, why I, don't I, we learn? Hold on, I'm going to answer this real quick for you. Mm. One one word. Dopamine. Yeah. We're all freaking addicts. Trust me, yeah. I was an addict for most mm-hmm. of my teenage and young adult years. I understand that I am a gaming addict. When I when I got off the, the, the hard drugs, I traded one addiction for another. So hey. I went from the crack pipe to the keyboard. And trust me, 
Yeah, I'm not dude. sure which one has done more damage to my life. Yeah, and a... also, and also, I I want to I want to kind of piggyback on that idea uh, that we're mm-hmm. addicts because we are, and because also there's been a very there's been a shortage of new supply of product, uh, <laughs> so that makes things uh, very much more intense when there is a new product. I seriously mm-hmm. think you could release an MMO. Uh, and you know, only show the cinema scene, right? Don't show any end game. Release it for twenty bucks on Steam and make mm-hmm. millions. Just because people will be like, I don't care. It probably sucks, but I'm gonna. It's twenty bucks. Screw it. I'll try it out. Um, because we're freaking. You know, there's no new product. Uh, we haven't had new product in way too long. Because this one, we hope, is fresh and uncut. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a good entryway into the, another subject, actually. You know, there was a, who was it? One of you linked to me something about the whole loot box situation. Yeah, that was today. That was so (laughs) in the UK, the House of Lords, which are one of the two, you've got the House of Commons and the House of Lords. The House of Lords are the people who basically write all the laws and then they pass it to the House of Commons to get approved. So the House of Lords have finally realized, oh, loot boxes are actually gambling and should be treated as gambling under the Gambling Act. Yeah. I can see well that. Yeah. It took you long enough to figure it out, but at least they finally yeah, figured sure. it out. So right. well done, only, them. Only forty billion dollars later. <laughs> only forty billion dollars later. Oh, That's I'd read this as decide. in like the actual loot box company. <laughs> what? What? That's how I took it. Wait, loot oh, box? You know loot crate? Are you thinking about loot crate? <laughs> You're talking about the black box loot crate, right? The one you get in the mail yeah, with all the stuff crate. in it. That's yes. loot crate. I used to do that That's too. What I thought this was. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Okay, no, it's talking about like in like crown crates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm thirteen. You, you, you have to <laughs> so funny, it. dude. Yeah, you got to pay for it. You get something random, and nine times out of ten, it's shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I, I mean, I, I personally just think that that should have been happening a long time ago. But yes. let's. Uh, so another one I want to talk about too would was. Bless. Okay, now Nathan, I feel like you've got a better framework. Bless oh, wait, your I heart, Lexer. You. I, got, I, got, I got a joke for you guys. Oh, oh god. <laughs> okay, go. Knock knock. Who's there? Who's there? Bless. 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 <laughs> Bless. There's the punchline. Because <laughs> it's just a fucking joke. So, All right, Nathan. Yeah. So, go. so let me take a serious approach to Bless. Yes. Okay. Which is going to be difficult, but we can get through this. So, Bless Online, as we all know, was launched and relaunched and remastered and relaunched, and, and they were just like failing every country they Pokemon. went to. And then it finally came out in America, and I actually thought I was like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it, it might be good. So I gave it a shot, and it, you know, it was rough. It wasn't so great, uh, but then not long after everybody realized Bless was a failure. They announced, which was really weird, they were like, we're making another version of Bless on Xbox only. Xbox exclusive, at least timed exclusive. And everybody was like, what? Like, your your game is failing. And then they shut down the servers for Bless Online. But it's worth mentioning, for what it's worth, that Bless Online Unleashed is by a totally different uh, developer. Um, and it is a completely different game. It's not bless on. It's not uh, bless online that we knew from PC. It's not. It wasn't. They didn't take that game and you know make it a console game. And now they're taking a console game and bringing it back to PC. 
it is its own thing. Um, I'm not going to sit here. I played a decent amount, maybe uh, probably put maybe 30 hours into it, just see what it was on the Xbox, just so I could legitimately speak on this game. It's not a wonderful game, but it's not a bad game either. If you're okay, and everybody's going to shake their head, they're not, and I understand, with some animation locking, that's its main issue. Um, it has combats more similar to uh, uh, Black Desert Online, um, but it's very animation locked to a point of you just got to kind of press the action and just chill for about a second and a half, right? Um, but it's much more open. It's much more fun. It is a fun game. It's addictive. It's an addictive MMO. That's all I can say about it. Um, is it addictive like those idle games? Oh, those God. Games? No. <laughs> it's addictive like... Uh, like really bad heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, it's, it's terrible. not that good. It's, it's terrible. not that good. Oh, not even that good. heroin. It's it's addictive, like those people who buy really crappy beer and they drink it and they and that's all they buy. And they won't buy. That goes to all you Budweiser people out there. Budweiser, there we go. That don't, that, or, that or, don't know what beer really no, is. No, Budweiser, <laughs> maybe that's a little too high class. Let's go like Milwaukee's <laughs> best, right? So <laughs> it's like those people, and they know there's better beer. And even when they go to a bar where there's all this beer, they'll be like, you have Milwaukee's best, though? You know? <laughs> no, we have standards. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Bless Online. Right. And the funny thing is, like, with Bless, because I followed it when it was, you know, way back yeah. when. And it, it looked very promising, but it was only through cinematics that it would promise it. It's mm. kind of like that Korean MMO that thinks it can. Yeah. But everybody knows it can't. You gotta give them. You gotta give them a little bit of credit for being persistent, right? Like <laughs> there is that. That there is credit to be said there. But the problem is, it's like, what's keeping it alive? Is it greed, or is it like someone the creator is so passionate about he'll do anything to to make it succeed? And if it's the latter, all I can say is then, why don't you take a step back and look at it and go, wow, I did a lot of crap wrong. Because awesome. honestly, it's 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 kind of treated like this is a big Korean AAA mm. studio, but it should be marketed as like an indie game. Mm. It would probably do better because it, it would, would be very better. low yeah. expectation. But it's by Band Bandai Namco, so it's by a big publisher. But but what's interesting to me is before they made the announcement for it, right? So before anybody knew about it. Why didn't they change the name? They uh, they look over and see that this is a steaming meme on the internet, right? <laughs> and everybody hates it bad. Like I saw I saw people who were excited about it, who were like building their channel on Bless Online, which mm -hmm. was crazy. But there were I right. saw a guy crying physically, actually crying on stream right. that this game sucked. You know, like this was one of their <laughs> biggest uh, guys uh, as far as content creators go, right? So it'd be like if. It'd be like if Pantheon came out and Basgrim was crying because it sucks so bad, right? It was it was a disaster. And they knew that. And then they're like, yeah, let's just go ahead and call Bless Online. We'll just add <laughs> Unleashed. Like we took it and we unleashed it and made it good. No, 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 no. It's like marketing 101 right there. It's, it's, yeah. it's like someone making a game and calling it Chronicles of Valyria 10 years from now. It's like, <laughs> do you have or, a brain? Or, dude, it would be like, it would be similar to if... Uh, what are they called now? Dark Paul was like, let's make EverQuest 3 and let's call it EverQuest next again. 
Ne- EverQuest <laughs> next again. Yeah. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I've, <laughs> I've been muted for like the past minute laughing my ass off, dude. I can't handle this, babe. Oh. So going going back to the combat, you say that it locks up a lot. I find that really oh, weird because, as you say, this is by Bandai Namco, who have been involved in like Tekken and Soul yeah. Calibur and all of these really fast-paced and really fluid action games. I agree. And yet you say the, the combat locks up? That's... Listen, I hate to sound like an elitist, but I can't help it because this is really what I think. When I'm playing it, the entire time I'm playing it, I'm like, it only sucks because it's on Xbox and it can't handle it. That's really what it feels like. And that may or may oh. not be true, but it really feels like it. Because I also played um, Fantasy Star Online 2 on the Xbox and I couldn't even mm. take it. I couldn't take it. It was like the Xbox couldn't handle it. Now, granted, I'm not a console player by trade, so I just have the regular Xbox. Maybe it runs awesome on the Xbox One, but there is animation logging in it. You can feel it. <laughs> Definitely, as soon as you do combat the first time, you're going to be like, mm, this is going to take some getting used to, right? So you're just like, hmm. Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, it's time for the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, are we done? Oh, are we there yet? Man, if so... you could queue up another move, it might not be so bad. So, like, if it had yeah. like a thing, like, that might mm. be, you know kind of strategize then but no you just literally and you'll be pushing the button over and over you know it's one of those feelings where you're like is it gonna do it or oh. what you can do is you get one of the wireless controllers you put it in the dryer and eventually just watch your character level itself so wait it's just <laughs> nathan i i do have a i do have a um i do have a comparison here i think i think recently i was playing the elder scrolls online this might have been yesterday um yeah it was yesterday it was that you were there all right i i yeah. feel like this resonates Re- yeah, I feel like this resonates. I feel like I was hitting a button and waiting to see out of curiosity if it was actually that the game is going to acknowledge that I did that or if it even knew it happened at all. I wasn't but really I think, too sure. But I, think, I think with your situation, the game wasn't designed to be that way. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you. You're right. I, I, I needed that reminder. I needed that reminder. I, I have another theory. It's um, that oh. the game is punishing Sim for making a vampire because I've been playing the Elder Scrolls Online quite a lot recently and I've had no problems at all. Why has everybody come back to that? They think that because <laughs> I decided to go vampire as a Templar and the Lightbringer thing. What were you going to say, Freak? Please, please help me. <laughs> no? I'm, I'm in your court right now, Sim. We're on the same team right help, now. Please. I am help, please. Fucking over. Yesterday when I was playing was probably it was like taking a step back a month ago for me. Damn. It, I, I I was literally walking out of a gate in Cyrodiil and then I would just be dead. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, okay, well I hit my I'm potion like nine times. Like I think there's definitely a part of it that relates back to that they're probably like the server is probably getting bombarded. To a degree, but I also think that it's bombarded and the foundation's cracked and continuing to crack. I just yeah. keep going no, back to it. Yeah. I just started getting cold at during contact my fucking ISP. Like, Wait, what? When, um, when I was going through the issue before I contacted support, and I'm like, hey, this is mm-hmm. getting out of fucking hand. Like, I have to run, I have to pay a subscription for a VPN to log into a game that I play, that I pay a subscription for to even get ping mm-hmm. below 300. 
And they're like, we need to contact your internet service provider and lower your graphic settings. I'm like, that's literally what you're going to tell me. So I contact my internet service provider and my internet service provider is like, you need to contact the game manufacturer. Oh, shit. Tell them that their shit sucks. And I'm like, okay, so I did that again. <laughs> Let, let's face it. Out of Bethesda or the ISP, which one are you more likely to trust? Let's be honest here. Exactly. I know which one ISP. I'm more likely to trust. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm going to go back to what I was saying before that I play on an East Coast server. Last 10 years. Yeah, freak. I play on an East Coast server in World of Warcraft and I get 120 ping. I log into fucking ESO and it's like, 999 go fuck yourself you're not gonna be able to do anything oh, today god if welcome you, to a bethesda product like dude no this is like this is like some next level shit though man like it really is like i've played a lot of games broken in like alpha states this is like a live game internal alpha man like like, like i i genuinely like the game and want to play it but it's it's progressively getting more and more unplayable and it's genuinely not an exaggeration if i play in like what i'm gonna call solo player mode where i'm just running around doing quests like it doesn't really matter too much i mean craglorn will actually like have these random load screens for no reason i had like yeah. six within a minute the other day i was like what is going on I'm not alone in this. And then you get to the point where you go into like battlegrounds or I go into a dungeon. I'm good. I go into a battleground, literally flip a coin, man. It could go well or every like I literally went in last week and I kid you not. I was on my Sork and I'm running around and I'm playing and I'm blowing people up. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, I'm like hitting my buttons and I'm seeing them light up and nothing's happening. Dude, I die. No exaggeration. I die and then I go and I respawn and I'm getting ready to go through a portal to like get into the area again to fight. And yo, I'm literally hitting the buttons. and I'm like showing my chat. I'm like, dude, look, and I'm clicking the buttons and you see the highlighted ability. Nothing's happening. I reload UI. I dude, I get out of the match. Guess what? Perfectly fine again. I'm like, what? Dude, it, it's, it's painful because you have such a strong community backing the game. Yeah with how it, it it's amazing like it really is like the combat is different the storyline is awesome but it just seems like you're paying for nothing it's a feature it's no lie man my chat will tell you dude no exaggeration that is I... straight up what happened like i was like what so i remember watching it play just after that big combat patch oh man and you were hit. You were smashing buttons. You were yelling and screaming. Your character died, and then I watched some like a, some freaking light <laughs> bolt or something fly from your corpse. I'm like, yeah, wow, that's great work, Bethesda. This is my cat. You could do better than that. I mean, we're literally geez, talking about a clip, me. by the way, in in chat. I'm just saying, clip. There's a clip of this moment from about a week or two ago. I'm just saying. Anyway, we missed. The, do you think this is a problem just with the battlegrounds? Because that's the one no. thing that I haven't tried so far. You think trials you too think it... happens in trials too? Yeah, oh, really. Yeah, okay. yeah. If I, just had, I, mean, freak knows. I haven't had any problems at all. Yeah, I running around the world is not so much, nothing. but dungeons I don't have the problem. Open world running around, unless I'm in Craglore, no problem. But I heard trials. I know Freak has been in trials. He has way more experience with that area. For me, it's battlegrounds and Cyrodiil. 
buddy. There are there are trial guilds that go around and figure out when other guilds raid. Yeah. So the instance isn't overlogged. Wow. Because for instance, like if you have twenty guilds doing a doing a trial, you're gonna be lagging nonstop the entire time. But if you do that trial an hour earlier when only three guilds are in there, yeah, you're gonna have no issues at all. Wow, dude. Is uh, is Cyrodiil still active? Like, there's because I know they released the arenas <laughs> right now, and yes. all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's video mayhem I, right now. It's your that was, event. Yeah. That was my favorite feature of that game. I really enjoyed Cyrodiil. Doesn't sound like I would now uh, until they fix that. But I I thought Cyrodiil was awesome, dude. dude. Um, developers from Dark Age of Camelot helped mm-hmm. design that, and dude. it shows. Yeah, really dude. cool. At launch, Cyrodiil was amazing. It was yeah. so yeah. much fun, dude. dude. It is you would nothing like it meet is now. People and make friends and like that. Uh, <sighs> sorry, I haven't played in a long time, but cool. uh, you know how they have that little, they have that town you can go to and you can uh, take it over. There's like some questing in there. You know what yep. I'm talking about? Yeah, there's several on the map. Yeah, you can I go and mm-hmm. so many friends there, dude. Where yeah. I'll just go go there and just know there's going to be other people, meet them, and hang out. And yeah. I thought Cyrodiil was like so freaking awesome. Yeah, yes, I think it's. I think it's just. The whole story of ESO is just incredibly sad. It's like yeah. a tragedy. Yeah, it kind of is. Because here's here's a you know a series that I love immensely. Oh yeah. I haven't. There's not been a single Elder Scrolls game that I haven't played, even back to the old DOS day. Yeah. I literally cannot spend more than 15 minutes in ESO mm-hmm. before I'm either bored frustrated or just tired of doing the same old shit. wouldn't it have been awesome if there if the first elder scrolls mmo would have been as as huge on the on the genre as uh, daggerfall was for example or morrowind was wow yeah wouldn't that have been something that's what i unfortunately that's what i my expectations were when i when mm-hmm. they announced elder scrolls online i was like oh wow me too this is gonna be something else you know um and, and you know it's not a horrible game i think they've mm-hmm. done they've done a lot considering launch to now mm-hmm. uh, well maybe not now uh but mm-hmm. all the way up until recently they've done a lot for that game i think they've uh it's not actually bethesda though right like zenimax zenimax is a sister company i think yeah. they acquired it just to make other girls online yeah but and i it kind of feels like Bethesda has their own like network and server guys that they kind of put on the team, and now everything is just crumbling around. <laughs> yeah, like the thing about Cyrodiil and, and and the Elder Scrolls Online, like I mean, even now, like there's still like a lot of nostalgia because you go back and you find a place that was in like Oblivion, or you like you run around, and you find some random NPCs doing something mischievous. You know, you're like, whoa, what's going on here? You're digging a grave or like, Oh, I just killed this skeleton. It was your wife. And you like attack me or, you know, you go and you find these people having a party up towards the Ebonart packed area and you go have a drink with them. You wake up the next day. You don't know what happened. It's like, wait, what? Like, those are all such, those are like really cool things mm-hmm. to be happening in a PVP zone to like run up to some random people and they're like oh, partying and you're like, Oh, okay. And you go and you have a drink with them. And then like, you know, the screen dims and then it like brightens you back up. You basically got roofied or something. <laughs> you wake up and you're like, Oh my God, what happened, man? And you wake up, where uh, are my pants? Yeah. There's like a lot of elements that are just so much fun for sure, man. But 
Yeah, over I time. Think that's, that's, that's one of the sad things with MMOs. It's like, you know, you had Wildstar that had a, a, a wonderful sense of humor to their product. But at times it felt like they went a little too overboard with the humor, which made it so a lot of people could take it seriously. Mm, I never played it. Um, but then you've got like other shows online where, yeah, there is some humor in there. But it's it's so cut and dry and just barely funny. Even if you understand everything that it, it that pertains to it, you're like, <laughs> yeah, okay, moving on. You know, it, it's like with MMOs, or one end of the spectrum or another, there's no happy medium anymore. It's like, oh, we've got to go full bore into this or full bore into that. It's like, why can't you test around, you know, play with ideas? and find what fits best for this particular product, I guess, or I almost said piece of art, but MMOs aren't pieces of art anymore. And no one, everyone just goes, okay, we're going to make it, we're going to make a game. It's going to have other scrolls. This is what it's going to do. Go. doesn't matter if it works or not. Cause everyone's afraid to try things. They're afraid to try something new and fail. Cause like, oh, that's gonna cost us thousands of dollars. And like, and you think losing subs and being a joke of an industry is not gonna cost you thousands of dollars? Hey, I want to ask you something, man. All of you guys, this question. We we have a bunch of revolving topics that some of which have been there for a while. And we haven't touched because we've hit on things kind of going on the here and now. But I wanted to ask you guys a question about about de- what I I'm gonna call it demographic rigidity. Okay, so kind of having. A cutout, and I see this in game development a lot, right? Um, and I'm gonna just kind of give a couple examples. Um, so when you talk about making an MMORPG, like Saga of Lucemia is an example of, and I'm not, I'm not gonna knock it at all. I'm just saying, so it's respectable. You have a vision, and you're gonna go for it, and this is what it's gonna be, and you won't shift away from that. There's a lot that can be respectable about that, right? But when you look at like demographic rigidity, I think of I've only defined this particular domain of, of like uh, uh, consumers or of people that are going to be part of the community. Now, Saga Leucemia specifically, uh, as an example, not to knock them, just they're a great example for this. Uh, their focus is it's an MMORPG. It's PVE only. OK, and then. It's modeled around the idea of a D&D Pathfinder campaign. So essentially, when you think about jumping into this game, uh, you're not playing a game where you just jump in and you're in and out for like a couple hours and, and not having to commit a significant amount of time. Like you can't really stray away from a main hub or a city or something by yourself because you're not going to really get a whole lot accomplished without a party member. You know, you think about a D&D campaign. You need party members. You know, you think about looking for more. You need party members. Right? But but the point is, is they that that rigidity is definitely there. We're a PvE only game. There's no PvP. Um, it's only gonna be these kind of like longer play sessions. It definitely appeals to that old school gamer that is willing to dig in. I see nodding heads, right? Uh, that are willing to dig in and have these almost like you play a quest line that could feel like a campaign. Um, but then you think about, well, you know, how much content is going to be soloable well, in this game. A lot of the primary content, it's really not maybe running around and farming and crafting might be, um, 
but but in game if you would call it in game content or the really progressive content of completing a story arc maybe you got to have friends you got to find people now that wouldn't be appeal to some people who might just want to jump into a game and just be able to focus on solo elements maybe right so when you think about that as an example can you think of other games where like there being like a rigid uh kind of like perspective on approach to a game like how that could be harmful how it's positive where's the balance do you guys are you talking about in you're talking about games that already exist or uh, talk, or, or even development or, yeah like okay past so present future I, yeah all, all around so i i want to go back to one of my favorite old school mmos right yeah. and that would be final fantasy 11 right everquest 2 everquest 2 but the reason i want to mention final fantasy 11 is because you really couldn't solo, right? There, there was a class or two of uh, the Beastmaster, if I'm remembering correctly, that could, but for the most part, you had to get a group. So a large portion of your gameplay, realistically, was logging on and trying to find a party, uh, trying to find a tank and a healer, or if you was a tank, trying to find a healer and trying to find the DPS and all that kind of thing. And it, it, did, it was a very time-consuming process, right? And everybody complained about it because you'd be sitting there LFG looking for group, you know, or or going to where a group was and literally sitting there and waiting for whatever role you was for somebody for that role to lead the group so you could get in. But what actually the game became was a super social, tight-knit community and everybody knew everybody on the server, right? You had a reputation. Mm-hmm. You it was it was just so engrossing. So when you got home, you didn't mind to spend a little more time trying to get that group together because it was it was meaningful. It was it was something interesting, and you actually would communicate with the people because uh, there was downtime. There was a uh, there, there was just it was just a game based on tactics and less on. So it felt more like a D and D campaign as opposed to something like World of Warcraft or or whatever, where you can just hop on, get your fix, uh, get a, 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 something accomplished even by yourself, and then log off. You couldn't really do that so much in that game. And so I think, uh, you know, Saga of Leucemia is going to have that kind of feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, today, though, people are a little different, right? And I hear this all the time. People are like, oh, but we don't have time anymore. You know, we don't have as much time as we did when we were young, obviously. But, dude, are you saying there's not young people anymore? There's, like, they don't exist? Mm. Or that they wouldn't enjoy that anymore? There's still a generation behind us that mm-hmm. would that does have a ton of time, right? That doesn't have an option like that. So, uh, Saga Leucemia, Pantheon, Rise of the Fallen, etc. Uh, I think that they're going to try to bring that back. And, and uh, I think that's great. I think we need it. We don't have any other options. Why not have... A game like that also right in addition to uh eso or everything or else out there yeah what about the rest of you i'll let everyone else go mine will be a little long <laughs> uh, I, i'm trying to think of i'm trying to wrap that question in my head so pretty much it's what do i what games are out right now that focus primarily on single player rather than multiplayer essentially i mean single player versus multiplayer like in finding the balance is kind of like another question that ties into that right when you think about the demographic rigidity because you know some people have like omega in chat was talking about like he has a very hard stance that he thinks that an mmorpg now not saying i don't agree at least to a large extent 
when you think about massively multiplayer online role-playing game, you think about a lot of other people and you think about the role-playing element to it. That's or at least I do. What I think of it too. Like if I yeah. If I log into an MMO, I'm expecting to play with more people than just myself. Mm-hmm. And like it ties back into like World of Warcraft. Um, like Nathan was saying, World of Warcraft has like stepped away from that. But like WoW Classic, Vanilla, Burning Crusade, you needed people to do shit. Yeah. Burning Crusade, not so much, but it kind of ended in Burning Crusade. But at least at all the way through Vanilla leading into um, leading into Burning Crusade, the beginning of it, you needed people. And that's what, I mean, like the people that I played with, I mean, I went to their weddings. I would fly out to see them. Oh, cool. And shit like that. And I guess that's why I play <laughs> WoW Classic now. to get that same feeling. I mean, the people that play the game are assholes now, but there's still some of them out there that have that same mentality. Of, hey, to I log on to an MMO to not play by my fucking self. I want to play by myself. I would go get a fucking Xbox. Yeah. And, you know, play a game by, my, by myself. I can play with myself and I don't even need a game. <laughs> you know what, man? It, when I when I first started playing World of Warcraft, it was like end of vanilla, end of what well, we call classic now, but it was at the end of that, that era. And I didn't know it. I literally was like in a Best Buy. Remember, remember when those were real popular? I don't know if they are now. Maybe it's just I don't get out. Is it Corona? I don't know. But you know when you, you're like literally walking through and I saw it on a shelf and it looked like this little box set. And I was like, oh, what's this? I remember that shit. Yeah, Dude, I, I was like, what is this? You know what, what caught my eye? The fantasy art on the, on the box. It was a picture of Rag, right? Uh, yeah, it was, still, it was like a, yeah, yep. was a picture of Rag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, and of course, you know, me and wait, if you can't tell the idea of flames and fire and not demonic things, more like light bringer and sun things, not just to yet. be clear, not yet. <laughs> I was waiting for it. But the truth is, is, is it was it was very appealing to me because I've always and, and maybe it's just I'm not going to say it's a generational thing, but I definitely have an appreciation for. Uh, that experience of a of a thing on the shelf, the box, the I would think back to the original Nintendo games. You went and you got you got it and you brought it home. You opened it. The box art looked really cool. The game was inside. There might be a map. There was a book, and in the book, like the original Zelda games, like the, in the book, you had an artwork. And at the time, that was just like really cool, man. It just fueled the imagination. And I remember when I walked by in Best Buy and I looked over and I saw that, I was like. It just caught me in the same way that just immersion. I think I just think immersion. It just pulls me into that imaginative world. And I yeah. saw that and I was like, oh, man. And I pulled it off and then I jumped in the game. I didn't know what it was. I was like, wait, I have to pay for like a subscription. <laughs> I was like, OK, so like I paid for the subscription. I was like, never really done that before. I don't understand what's going on. But sure. Jumped in. I remember going oh, like it felt like a massive world man like i remember yeah. running around i remember running all the way through the barrens thinking like yo this is the biggest run i've ever played it was crazy <laughs> man it was just crazy to see how far it, the land would stretch i'd never had a gaming experience like that and then man it was the experience was amazing and i and i yeah, think about that I guess like for me, that's yeah. what it was like the reason why I stuck with wow for so long, yeah. especially through all the expansions wasn't 
the gameplay. People. The gameplay got shittier and shittier and shittier. Mm -hmm. But I joined my guild off of a random invite on a new realm made it with a new character. They just randomly invited me, and I was with that guild for eleven fucking years. After that, yeah, with those with those with those people. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think yeah, of the point so I, I was trying to make, and it was basically that. You know, I remember getting quests and I remember reading through them all and it was like, wait, party of five, I need people. And I remember running by people, but then, you know, but that's, it goes back to that massively multiplayer online. You need groups. I recognized in that moment, I needed to find companions. I needed to find members of the party. You could say I was looking for more. And it was a beautiful thing, man, because then you had these interactions with people you never met. The, you know, the, here they were with their character, you know, with the way that they they dressed or their what their role was. And you start to make these new new relationships with people. And that was what pulled me into the genre. Mm -hmm. You know? And so yeah, when I agree with what what Omega's saying in chat, man, like when I think MMORPG. I don't think of playing the game without those interactions, forming new relationships and adventures with people, not by myself. Yeah. Sure. Some of it you can do alone, but definitely not the core of the game, at least not from my yeah, perspective. You're not going to, you're not going to play a game by yourself, an MMO by yourself all weekend uh, and do quests and grind through dungeons, etc., And then go back to work and, People say, "What'd you do this weekend?" You're probably just gonna be like, "I just play video games." Killed you know, artists. you're not gonna, you don't have a story. You don't have a story. Yeah. But when you actually have to interact with people, especially when the world is difficult and a scary place in the MMO scape, uh, and you have to work together and you have to accomplish things together, mm -hmm. and it's hard, things happen, right? Like when people are asked to socialize or required to socialize. Stories happen, right? Memories happen. Uh, you can't you can't create a real memory that you want to share or that you'll think of uh, later on in life by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not often. It's it's possible, you know, but not not as often as uh, when it when it's shared between other people. That just is uh, that's a that's next level, and and it really does go back to, in my opinion, Dungeons and Dragons, which was a, a social experience. Um, and in my opinion, that's what MMOs were supposed to be, except like expanded. So it's not just you and your group or you and your friends. There's all these other people there too that can interact and, and, and cause things with your with your group. So I think uh I think that's what we need to get back to. We need to get yeah. back to its root. So play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> play Dungeons and Dragons. Hey. Well, I haven't played since I've been to Hawaii, but when I was in Alaska. I would go to the comic book store every fucking Thursday, like clockwork, and play. Oh my god! There was, there was like there. It was uh, there was three hundred about three hundred of us. that would go into the comic book store. They'd have all the tables laid out, and we'd sit there for hours and just play. Yep. My god, dude, I'm a nerd so hard. Can we just get a big like hoorah for all the comic book stores of like the youth, dude? I <laughs> I like remember when I was a kid saving up my allowance, I... dude. Ah, uh, I, I literally have a shop probably about a hundred yards away. Damn, that does D and D nights, Yu Gi Oh, Magic, 
Warhammer tabletop, which I'm still fighting very hard not to get back into. <laughs> I bet. Did you ever well, I mean, battle, like battle can't can't can name it? No way. Like, I, I, that's something I do not want to no. go away ever. Me either. Like, yeah. I, it's too great. Yeah, as far as geek culture goes, if we lost comic book stores, I think that would be like... Oh, that would be hard to even like recognize yeah. happening. Well, comics yeah. for for a lot of folks, not me, uh, they were the primers for your imagination. Mm. You know, they set you off on these crazy ideas, like a man can fly. You know, a, a regular person can fight for justice, even though he wears a cape and always likes to wear spandex. Kind of odd, but anyway, yeah. I mean, it, it really does fuel your imagination and that's yeah. probably why um we have you know the, the marvel shows we have so many different tabletop games we have so many different styles and titles of video games it's probably in some way directly or indirectly related to comic book mm -hmm. yeah and, and while we're on this subject I, I just want to do a little shout out to a, a project that is freaking awesome in my opinion which is called Tellspire, which is bringing a really awesome uh, way to play D&D campaigns, et cetera, Whoa. on the internet. What? And it looks like all the little pieces look like they're pieces. Uh, it's like it's like tabletop, but not a giant pain in the ass. Well, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, so if you've not heard of that, you like D&D uh, &D or anything, definitely go check out Tellspire. That is freaking yes. amazing. That looks amazing, by the way. No, we... Yeah, we talked about this after the end of one show. I think it was one of the first shows, right? I think so. Yeah, and I you, think it was after episode dude, zero. When you guys showed me that, I was like, yo, it's so cool, you guys. Like, if I could paint the picture, imagine those little pieces, those little character pieces in the world. I linked it for you in chat. But, like, imagine this little, like, these torches that your characters are holding or, like, uh, candles off on the side or up on the wall or something like illuminating the environment that you're playing. It just really feeds into that additional immersion for that. And it reeks oh. of, it reeks of models. It's not mm -hmm. like they're going for it to look like this is a real orc piece. They're mm -hmm. going for like, this is a really cool looking orc piece that is a model. Um, and then you go in, you can like paint them and customize them. It's so cool. Tailspire is uh, something we've needed a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, I oh, I never so even hard. fucking heard of this shit. Cool, it's so huh? cool, man. It's so cool. Okay. Opening Steam. <laughs> tabletop, tabletop simulator. I mean, I've tried and I've tried to get people to play like with the Warhammer tabletop stuff with me. It It's so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Normal, yeah. you, you like, you pick up one piece and half your army falls over. You're just like, oh. <laughs> feels bad, man. Right? You're just like, so I'm hoping I've I'm, I've got high hopes that Tailspire will actually allow me to do virtual tabletop nights, like the dice even right. Like look at that, dude. Oh, guys, this just looks so cool, man. I've I've been getting more and more into the idea of like playing D and D more regularly. I actually ordered a a D and D book to like go in and look at the different like class types and some of the different descriptors well, and everything. Well, since you're we got some streamers here, right? Yeah. Just think of. And I, I, I want to say this real quick. I've I've dabbled with Tellspire in its current form, and it mm -hmm. feels really good. I mean, it feels like a dream come true. It feels better than real. I'm I'm serious. Uh, but think of the streaming potential, right? right. Of making a campaign mm -hmm. and streaming 
uh, a group of people going through your campaign and just how much fun that would be um, for the community and for, you know, everything. I mean, that would be an awesome stream yeah. in my opinion. I looked at this too. Can you actually set up like your, the different, like uh, the environment, right? You can kind of like design it. So oh, you can totally design it in a really yeah. intuitive, easy to understand way, dude. It's so good that you can like, let's say, you know, you know how it is. Uh, if you've ever been a DM, the, whatever you think your party's going to do, that's not what they do. Right. So it's so good and so intuitive that you can actually be like, oh crap, I need to make something on the fly real quick because mm -hmm. I, you know we're about to go into some territory I wasn't planning. And yeah. you can literally, where they can't see it, throw something together real quick. Um, or if you get a good idea in the middle of it, uh, dude, it's awesome. It's going to be something else. Yeah, this is, I hope those mm. guys get so rich. I hope they get. This is something that I would rich. stream for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the idea of being a DM like overwhelms me. But I've been content, like I've been like secretly on the side in my abundant spare time. What, what is a spare time? I don't know. That was sarcasm. I have no idea what I'm even talking about right now. I think I'm wishful thinking of. He's getting delirious. Oh, from no. the heat and the humidity he and the... that's what happens when you sniff the palate and cool it. Hey, this guys, is he's trying to speak it. He's trying to speak it into existence. Okay, they say that you have the power to speak things into existence. That's what he's trying to do here. That's and actually a. I should do that more often. Yeah, you should. It's good. It's good for the soul. Does that border on lying to yourself at all, though? It is. It, it absolutely is. is. <laughs> Oh, it's oh, beautiful, man. I don't know, man. Lexi, you said you had a bit of big rant though about the whole idea of like demographic rigidity. I definitely want to get back on that. I get there eventually. I'm I'm glad you brought that up though, Nathan, honestly, because I yeah. I think that definitely is something I'd like to see more attention on from others and maybe maybe more of us here in the in the grand yeah. community could like, you know, eventually put something together. It'd be fun. Lexa. Hey, Lexa. Speak. Hi! <laughs> For the light. What? <laughs> oh, no. See, they were saying earlier that, you know, Sim wakes everyone and he goes, For the light! Oh. I wake everyone and go, Oh, God! Light. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are the true vampire. Actually, funny thing. I, I have a, a condition with my eyes that actually makes me sensitive to light. So go. I walk outside and it literally hurts. Oh, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, the person that shines a light in my face when it's nighttime is going to get a broken nose. <laughs> so, yeah, do you have anything okay. on? Yeah, I want to hear your ideas around okay. demographic okay. rigidity for sure. Here, here's the problem. Okay. Uh -huh. When you're playing an MMO, it's not everybody grouping up online RPG. With an MMO, people play different ways. You shouldn't segregate people just because someone likes to gather just because someone likes to run in small groups, just because mm -hmm. someone likes to push the mechanics. Segregating like that is a sure way to watch your game slowly dwindle and die. Because there was a They Break Games game that was all about hardcore dungeon crawling and permadeath. That lasted a whole six months before it was trash. Not just because it was from They Break Games. It was just that because didn't help, it was, No, it did not help. Mm -mm, you could hand them the source code a while and they'd still f it up. Oh, definitely. But um, it's all 
and I know this is going to sound stupid. It you do have to be inclusive, because here's the thing: I've got you know some pre-existing conditions that can really swap my moods around. I can wake up tomorrow and I can be all social. I can be happy. I could be the greatest guy to be around because I'm just trying to make everybody happy and smile. I'm perfect to be in a group and I'm in a good mood. So when we wipe, it doesn't matter. I really don't care. The day after that, I might wake up and I'm real serious. I, I want to get in this dungeon. I just want to get it done. Mm-hmm. So farting around, pissing about, getting wipes just pisses me off. And that I'm no fun to be around. But then there's also days where I don't want to be around anybody because I'm not in a good place, which means I'm trying to solo stuff or I'm just exploring or I'm just gathering, even though I don't really craft that much, or maybe I dabble in the crafting or I collect if there's a little shiny collection BS in the game, because at the time I still want to play the game. I still want to be able to talk to people. Yeah. I just don't want to be around them. I don't want to be in this, this, spot of responsibility i don't want to have to push people i don't have to you know i just don't want to deal with that because i want to be alone but i don't want to be so alone that i can't talk to people yeah yeah so, I, I can even feel bad for sure yeah right and i mean and don't get me wrong i mean i loved everquest yes i said earlier i traded one addiction for the other and i don't know which one did more damage to my life but here's the thing every single good thing in my life has also come from everquest I came from living on the streets, mm-hmm. being an alcoholic, being a drug addict, being headed straight to prison. And I went from that to I, you know, I'm self-employed. I, I'm, I'm married. I'm very happy. I, I love my life. And my wife I met never quite. Yeah, she's a pal. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I was going to. Nobody's perfect. What? What? <laughs> Twist of the twist right, of the episode. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, the it's the, the opposites attract. Ultimate evil gets the ultimate good. Um, uh-huh. But I mean, it helped me break my addiction. EverQuest gave me a support system to where I could deal with a lot of trauma from my past, mm-hmm. and I could get over it and actually become a decent human being. For the kind most of. part. For the most part. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these games. And so I'm not saying like everyone has to be able to solo, no. But if you design these games correctly, and if you really put in the effort, you can have a game that people can solo, but you offer way more benefits, way better experiences when you're group, or, you know, and decently designed progression for raids for a large group, maybe even some competitive, and a little bit of PvP. What you now have is a world where there is room for everybody, for every situation. And it's a world where you can say, come play. Come here, be a part of our world. If you're depressed, if you're sad, if you're happy, if you're goofy, if you're serious, come play. We have room for you, and we want you here. When, you're, when you go so rigid as to say, you should only ever group in this game, you're forcing your people to, to do this. And my philosophy is if you're forcing me to play this way, the only time I'll ever play this game is when I want to play that way. 
And if I'm paying a subscription, there's a part of me that feels like I have to. Otherwise, I'm throwing money away, yeah. which drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. So I'm likely going to cancel my subscription because I'll look at it eventually at some point and go, is this actually getting value for the, the 10 hours a month? If I'm spending less hours in the game than I am dollars per month, mm-hmm. I'm canceling. Yeah. So yeah. not only do you shoot yourself in the foot by limiting your demographics, you're really kind of telling your community you don't care about anybody but these specific people. So how do you think people are going to react? Common sense. Mm. I tell you what, Lexer, um, what I'd like because I I think everybody can agree with you. I think nobody has no. been able to so far capture that. Um, no, but no one has really tried since. Yeah, like, the old- I agree. I Vanilla agree. WoW came the closest, I think. What did? No, I'm sorry. Vanilla WoW. I, so well. Yeah, I believe because you could solo up to max level no in good. Vanilla yeah. WoW, but there were so many more benefits to getting with a group. Yeah. But it wasn't so extreme like in Final Fantasy XI where you needed right. a group. So mm. I, I think that I think Classic WoW came came the closest, and then yeah. of course Blizzard went down the whole we want everyone to be able to solo everything no matter what. Yeah. But Classic. Vanilla WoW, I think, definitely, definitely came the closest for that. Yeah, can we talk about, can we, just to kind of prove that what you said is true, can we talk a little bit about what is probably about a month ago, a guy actually did the South Park meme and leveled up on only boars in Classic WoW. He did it. He got to max level, <laughs> killed nothing but boars. Solo. Yeah. Solo, so that somebody wouldn't, you know, after all this time and effort, somebody wouldn't pull something that wasn't a boar. So, that's crazy uh that you know so you can't really argue that classic wow really did pull that off like dude didn't even he didn't just solo the max that's been done a hundred times he only killed boars that's yeah. crazy that is crazy so i, I think it's you're right good. i think i think that might be why yeah, classic right. did so good. that might be part of the that Maybe. might be part of that that success and package. the thing is like that's what he wanted to do and he could do it but I guarantee you that he did not get there quickly. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. But that, like, it was a slog. But that's the downside. Slog. If you want to, if you want to really make efficient use of your time in classic WoW, you had to group. It was just the way of the world. So there was a definite benefit to grouping, mm-hmm. not just the social aspect. Yeah. But I mean, it's like look at old EverQuest when you had the East Common Lands Tunnel for the first auction area. Yeah. You know. People made long-lasting relationships there. And all you were doing was buying and selling digital items that didn't exist. Yeah, and that was a whole day, you know, for me at least. I would gather up all my stuff that I could carry, and I would go there, and that was my day. That might be a Saturday. That was my entire day was peddling and, like, trading. You you know, sometimes you wouldn't even walk away with a single plat. You would walk away with stuff. You would trade, hey, I've got this and I've got that. All right, cool. Let's trade that. You just sit there and like you could spend, you could literally make that your game. You could just go there and peddle stuff and try to get stuff more valuable. Uh, and that could be your that could be your game in EverQuest. Uh, so is that replicatable today? I don't think it is. Uh, I, I, think, I think it is. You do. But the problem okay. is, is that you have to balance new ideas yes. with tried and true methods 
And unfortunately, AAA studios have gotten lazy because they realize if I can get fat over doing these, you know, throwaway ideas, why would I not do it? Because our communities are a bunch of idiots anyway. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for them not to do it. So we as a community or gamers, that's why I keep saying, stop being stupid. Because we will force them to have to start using their brains again to try different things because we won't buy the same old crap anymore. That's why indie companies are sorry, indie studios or indie developers are doing so well and have got so much interest lately is because at least they're not afraid to do something a little different. Even if it doesn't work, they're willing to go back to the drawing board to say, you know what, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? Well, let's try something a little different. And you never know, it might work. Yeah, let's ask you that. So I know some of you follow Valar, right? Mm-hmm. What do you all think of the new artwork? That new artist that they've got working on it, right? They did some new artwork. Actually, looked really good. I thought. Yep. Yeah. I was I like digging it. that. I, I gotta say that I'm really disappointed that I just didn't have the time during their last test. I didn't either. I wanted to play. I tried. I tried so hard, and then I got in, and I, I literally got in, walked around. And then the surfer went. Oh, feels bad, man. <laughs> I didn't like, get to. Oh. I know. I, I was like, I, was, I just had too much on my plate that weekend. And I was like, but you know what? Oh, I, I was nonstop. But it's cool because they've got, I got to say, this is kind of a bit of an announcement for that game. They've started getting into the habit and routine of having a regular live streams, developer live streams, kind of talking about what's going on. And also mm-hmm. regular monthly kind of like uh, play tests. So. It's it's cool because now it's like I don't I, I feel like you know I have there's an opportunity regularly to kind of check in on right. development like you and know. that's the thing you mm-hmm. you should be doing this especially as a yeah. developer mm-hmm. because not only mm-hmm. are you showing that there's continual progress yeah. you're engaging with your community yeah. most indie studios don't have a PR person yeah. or someone who's dedicated to just interacting with the community so you as a developer I know mm. this sucks trust me I've been there that you're doing this and you're doing that and you're doing this other thing and this other thing and something that you have to learn and something else you have to learn and now you have to play the pr guy and just make nice with people i mean it sucks but unfortunately it's just kind of what you got into and that's what you know a little part of the job some things mm-hmm. you love some things you hate and you just take them as you get them yeah. so being able to say let's dedicate some time every month to do a play test, even if it's just like one day in the weekend or to say, let's just do a sit down and show people what we've been doing. Or even if we just talk about what we're doing or what we want to do, or just throw around some ideas or, you know what, even to just say me and my other developers, we're going to sit down, we're going to have a game night, come hang out. Yeah. What that does is that forges a bond between you and your community. Mm-hmm. So now you're no longer just supporting someone making a game. You're supporting friends. And you're going to get people who are much more willing to see past a bug that's been really persistent, that they don't understand that why it's taking so long to clodge. You're creating this, this fan who will say, like, say you have uh, the servers up and down, up and down, up and down, going crazy because of something silly. They're more willing to say, you know what? I'm okay. I can't play this week. That's fine. I'll play next week when they get this figured out because you have that bond. And look at AAA Studios. They don't have a bond with anybody except their bank. Yeah. That's it. 
And they, they're perfectly fine with that. They don't care about me. They don't care about you. They only care about your money. And it's been made blatantly obvious by EA, Ryan, everyone else, every other one out there. And there's not a damn thing that they can say because EA has tried to tell you or to make you think differently because like EA, they had a new, I think it was a CEO or something come in who said that they're going to clean up the practices. And then what happened? Battlefront 2 happened and what a shit show that was. Battlefront 2. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> we're, we're not. No. Please. No, I'm just saying. They'll say it and then they'll just go ahead and do the same old crap anyway. Sad um, but true. You know, Sad I also true. want to throw out there because I, I just can only assume there's some people listening to this that play mm -hmm. World of Warcraft and uh, maybe don't care or never played EverQuest, so I just want to give a fair warning, uh, like a flare into the dark warning to you guys that some of the Daybreak or Dark Paul people are going to work for WoW now. So really, I'm sorry if you enjoy WoW, uh, you're screwed. Damn. Uh, they're awful. So sorry, guys. If you thought things <laughs> couldn't get worse, uh, oh, they got the worse. Princess. Hey, I'm gonna uh, kind of down quite down on this <laughs> just not too hard hey i, I actually want to kind of make a note so uh ashes of creation uh another mmrpg development actually they showed uh something on their most recent live stream which was really cool and it was a uh, i don't know this is the one thing that stood out for me the most was their goblin they had some goblin renders and the goblins God. I, I love it, dude. That fucking goblin, man. I love the goblin, dude, so damn much, man. It does not have like that traditional goblin appearance to it. That's a long. No, it, it's. I want you to, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I want you to picture <laughs> this. We've got a goblin with pecs and a six pack. No biceps at all. No traps. No deltoids at all. It is all forearms. Like literally, it's got these. Bulging forearms, and then the rest of it is just stick. And then you got this six pack. His face, though, it. his face looks there's like demonic. No, yeah, there's, no biceps at all. Does answers of creation know they need to ask my permission before using my likeness? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, that's the, getting clipped. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm using that. That was it. That was clip two of the day. Perfect. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm basically clipping moments. I, get, I do two clips per podcast per week. And I, I plan on putting it together in story format, actually. Again, in my abundant spare time. I think if I just wish it into... Speaking of wishing it into reality, I think it's about that time. Uh, we've, we've, got, we've talked about a lot of stuff and things. A lot of good stuff and things. But all good things must come to an end until next time which is next Thursday, 5 p.m. CDT here. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that all of the party members here can kind of shout out their domains, their stuff and things, where you can find them. If you want to link up with them, uh, we'll start with Freak. Total Freak, that is. Total Freak. I stream Tuesday through Saturday, uh, starting at around 12 a.m. Eastern time. Check it out. World of Warcraft and ESO. Yeah. And Lexer. Okay. Go on, Lexer. 
if you find me, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> All right. The Nathan Nafalm. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, www.youtube.com forward slash the Nathan Napalm, or uh, you can find me on Twitter, the Nathan Napalm. Outstanding and wondering mist. Hello, hello. Yes, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Wandering Mist on YouTube. I put up weekly MMORPG related videos. I, in fact, have one which will be going up. Well, it is uploading now as we speak. So, hopefully, in the next few hours, that will be up there. That will be my first impressions of Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, my I'll my be watching thoughts that one. on that. Oh, yes. Oh, Definitely. this looks like you have some reactions that are interesting. I, I have I have some thoughts. I definitely have some thoughts. But I'll save it for the, you actually watching the video. Oh, yeah, for sure. And everybody, I'm Seymour. I've been your host. Uh, really appreciate everybody hanging out and joining us on this show today. Uh, thanks so much, as always, to my party members here. And uh, remember, if you got a comment... You have something to say about any of us, not not Lexer specifically, but any of us. Or if you'd like to leave a comment for us as a show, or you'd like have a uh, you know something you'd like for us to discuss related to MMORPGs, the game development, or even just gaming culture. Uh, I almost feel like maybe even D and D culture because I kind of want to like dig into that a little more, but I got a lot to learn still. Um, it is gaming. It is. It it really is though. Truthfully. Um, yeah, you can give us a call, leave a message for the show at 1539664-6801. You can hit us up on Twitter at the LFM Show. Uh, you can shoot us an email at um the LFM Show at gmail.com, or you can catch us here live on Thursdays, 5 p.m. CDT, and just tag any of us here in chat. We'll more than likely respond to it on the show. And until next time, friends, it's been a hell of a time as usual. We will see you next week. And I just want to say, yes. Me from an angry feminist, then play a pal with him. That's it. We're done. Farewell, friends. <laughs>